0: Welcome to Don't IEP Alone, the only podcast dedicated to helping parents navigate the IEP process and hosted by a special education advocate. Your host has been attending IEP meetings for over a decade and has helped thousands of parents go from an IEP rookie to an IEP all star. Be prepared to learn tips that will be a total game changer for you as a parent advocate and, most importantly, your child's outcomes. Partnered with the award-winning Lock-A-Day in Our Shoes, you'll be confident, knowledgeable, and actually looking forward to your next IEP meeting. Don't IEP alone. Get ready. Here's your host, from suburban Philadelphia, Lisa Leitner.
1: Hi there. Welcome back. And today is Related Services. So exciting, isn't it? Um, I lead such an exciting life talking about this stuff. Um, If you're new, if this is the first podcast you've ever heard from me, first of all, welcome. Second of all, we are taking a walk through an IEP section by section. And today is related services. If you look at the list of podcasts, I'm pretty much going in order of both a Pennsylvania, Delaware, IEP, blank form, and the one on the IDEA website. So today is related services. And again, this is um this is another area where I find parents when they get a draft IEP or a new IEP, they like flip to the section right away. What am I going to get? What am I going to get? Um and If you haven't listened to the other podcasts, go listen to the one on present levels. Because remember, present levels is what drives the IEP. Present levels determines the goals, and then those goals will determine which of these related services your child is going to get. The way I kind of keep the difference between Related services and SDIs, like separate or what makes something a related service, is you want to kind of think of an SDI or your specially designed instruction, your child's special education. You want to think of those SDIs or SDIs as being delivered. For the most part, it's going to be delivered to your child by a teacher. Related services are the non-teacher things. And as special education has evolved over the years, you know, I certainly know that many districts um, many districts employ OTs and PTs and um, all kinds of related service personnel. It didn't kind of used to be that way. It used to be that, te- that schools employed teachers, and that was pretty much it. And if you needed a related service, it was almost always contracted out. And still, many schools still contract out. Um, but in, the, in a general sense, you want to think of it as teacher, non-teacher. And your related services tend to be your non-teacher supports. That's not to say that they don't teach. You know, physical therapists teach your child a skill, and so do occupational therapists and so on. But but it's kind of teacher, -teacher. non-teacher. From IDEA, Part B, their very section on related services says it can include speech-language pathology, audiology, interpreting services, psychological services, physical therapy, occupational therapy, therapeutic recreation, early identification and assessment of disabilities in children, counseling services, including rehabilitation counseling, orientation and mobility services, also known as O&M, medical services, nursing services, social work, and and parent counseling and training okay parent counseling and training it's on the idea it's idea.gov um sites.ed.gov slash idea okay it's in idea parent training Um, It can also include transportation. Did I miss any? I think that's all of them. Those are the related services. Typically, these services are not going to be provided by a teacher. But parent training is in there. If you need training you ask for it as a related service I've received lots of training I'm not a special ed teacher or an ot or a pt or o and m do you know how hard it was for me to try to get my child to use a white cane for me to even understand the concept as a person who's not visually impaired to use a white cane No, I had the O&M instructor teach me. Okay, counseling, social work, nursing. They're all related services. Now, the catch here is that just because they're a related service doesn't mean you're guaranteed to get it. So again, go back to present levels and make sure that it is identified as an area of need. you can put in your parent concerns letter. I am unsure of how to reinforce his behavior plan at home, or I want to be consistent in reinforcing the behavior plan at home and at school so that we're all on the same page. Can I have the BSC or BCBA sit with me? I'm not a BCBA, but I've spent a tremendous amount of time with my son's BCBAs because I I think behavior sometimes, you know, sometimes you just, once you get it, you get it, and it's kind of basic, and you're like, oh, duh. Um, but just little things like, ver- I mean, we all verbally prompt our families all day long as moms. As moms, you know, moms give 500 verbal prompts a day. Do this, do that, bring me this. Go pick up your room. Otherwise known as nagging. Okay? But kind of learning how to get past constant verbal prompting and getting the behavior you want, that took, for me anyway, it took a little bit of training. Okay, so there's, I mean, there's really not a lot to say about related services. Again, they're present, they're, they're driven by the needs identified in present levels, and the needs in present levels are driven by evaluations. So if you want your child to receive a specific related service, make sure that it is identified. And it has to be a need that they have that will assist them in being able to access and benefit from their education. Um, Oh, I know, another one in here. This is another, I don't want to say red flag, but just a, a, hey, watch out for this. Um, a lot of these therapies, whether it be speech, OT, PT, that kind of stuff, um, get it written very specific because you don't want any surprises because what happens is that it, um, you see something like, you know, whatever, 30 minutes Of OT per six day cycle or per week or however your school district does it. Um, So you get your 30 minutes a week, and mom's like, okay, that's cool. But then you come to find out that it's either group when you thought it was going to be individual, or it's being given by like it's just reinforcement or practicing skills given by an assistant or a para and not the OT. Um, you know, push out, push out, pull out therapies versus push in. You want to make sure that that is specified. Because 30 minutes of OT a week can look a hundred different ways. So make sure that is clarified. And there is no, we can't put that, or this is the only, we only do push-in. That's kind of a newer one. We only do push-in services for inclusion. There is no, like, we only do this or that. It's, it's, everything is based on the child's needs. So you just have to make the case that your child needs that specific intervention or service or whatever it is. Okay. I think that's enough about related services. I can't think of anything else. Um, Again, go back and listen to the section on present levels and also listen to the section or the section, the podcast on Medicaid because this is one where um, some districts may ask you to sign off on a Medicaid form to have Medicaid pay for therapists. And you just want to be clear on what you're signing. In my state, I sign it makes no difference but in some states it will limit the services that you can access outside of school so you just want to be clear on what you're signing before you sign it like anything okay um that's it for related services tune in next time for supports for school personnel have a great day
0: thanks for listening to the don't iep alone podcast no parent should have to iep alone. And with A Day in Our Shoes, you don't have to. For more IEP assistance and letter templates, visit adayinhourshoes.com. For ongoing assistance and support, follow our Facebook page and group.
2: i